spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by Ball Mookie Betts. for Taylor who makes a diving catch. And I even need to have you got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left and deep. And the This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck, live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Hope you are well on this Wednesday night. Your Los Angeles Dodgers sitting on 106 wins on this season, one shy of setting the franchise record. Last night, they dropped the series opener to the San Diego Padres, but tonight, they look to get back on track with Julio Urias on the mound. First pitch from San Diego coming up at 640. Coming up over over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We're going to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup tonight. David Vasse will go one-on-one with Eric Karros. Your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play. The game contest is coming up in 30 minutes. Shortly, we'll go down to the field and check in with Kirsten Watson. In a couple of minutes, we'll head out to Rick Monday and Tim Never. Well, last night in San Diego, it was a pitcher's duel early. Then missed opportunities late for the Dodgers. Tyler Anderson got the start. The Dodger left-hander went six innings, allowed two runs on three hits, three strikeouts. The damage done, though, against Tyler Anderson came in the first. Manny Machado reached on a fielder's choice. Brandon Drury doubled to left. Will Myers then singled through the infield to bring in both runners. And the Padres took a 2 Nothing lead. Tyler Anderson, though, would settle in after that first inning. He retired the final 16 batters that he faced. Blake Snell got the start for the Padres, and he would weave his way through five shutout innings for the Padres. The left-hander got out of trouble in the first, got out of trouble in the third. Padres maintained their 2-0 lead as the Dodgers' offense finally got something going after Blake Snell left in the sixth. They loaded the bases with one out. Max Muncy grounded into a fielder's choice. That brought in a run. Dodgers down 2-1. to one. After a pitching change, up came Chris Taylor. Field back with two down. Shifted a little bit to the left and the pitch. Swung on and a base hit to center field. That ties the game. Freeman comes in to score. A line shot. Run scoring single with two outs for Chris Taylor, and it's 2-2. Two to two. Well, that's the swing that the Dodgers have been hoping that Chris Taylor can find. Chris Taylor drives in the run. That tied the game in two. Dodgers and Padres remain tied until the eighth. Padres would load the bases with two outs. Chris Martin got a ground ball to third, but... Justin Turner had trouble with it. The throw was late to first. Runners scored. Padres took a 3-2 lead. Top of the ninth. Dodgers, their final three outs. The Dodgers, though, benefited from some sloppy Padre defense. One ball, one strike. Pitch from Hader to Muncie. And it goes to the backstop. Here comes Trey Turner. He will tie the game. It's 3-3. 
Trey Turner scoring on the pass ball. That tied the game up at three. So extra innings. They win. Dodgers failed to score in the top of the tenth. In the bottom of the inning, Craig Kimbrell on to pitch for the Dodgers. He was able to strike out Manny Machado with one out, but an intentional walk and a walk from Kimbrell loaded the bases with two outs. That brought up Alfaro, Padres catcher, who hadn't walked since July. Kimbrell got ahead 0-1, but then went on to walk him. That brought in the game-winning run. Padres walk off the Dodgers 4-3 in 10 innings. Craig Kimbrell gets tagged with the loss. The Dodgers offense, though, had their chances. They didn't take advantage of the 14 base runners that they left on base. They were 1-17 for for with runners in scoring position. With the loss, though, the Dodgers still one game back of setting their franchise record for wins in a season. Season tonight, though, they can achieve that mark. Julio Urias on the mound. First pitch from San Diego is coming up at 640. And with more, we head down to Petco Park as we say hello to Rick Monday and Tim Neverett. Guys. Tim, thank you very much. We get set for game two of this three-game set. Dodgers and Padres. Padres start two and a half up on the Phillies in that second wild card spot in the National League. Dodgers magic number still four to gain home field throughout the entire postseason, and a win tonight would give them a new franchise record, 107. So it's take two for that as the Dodgers look to bounce back after last night's disappointing extra innings loss. They have lost three games to the Padres here in San Diego this year. All three have been extra innings walk-offs. And so at least it's been consistent in that regard, but at the same time, the Dodgers have dominated the series this year. And as game 155 gets ready to go, Julio Urias will look to get back in the win column. And for last night, it was the uh, absolute walk-off and a uh, 2-2 count that finally went to 3-2 with bases loaded. And uh, Jorge Alfaro, who has hit all of uh, 2 for 21 against the Dodgers this year, since the All-Star break, he's hit a whopping 179, but walked him, walked in the winning run. And for Craig Kimbrell, the uh, the story still continues, Tim, is it? What will the Dodgers do on the back end of the bullpen? Because he walked three, yes, one intentional, but then walked back-to-back Brandon Drury to load the bases and then walked in Alfaro with two outs in the bottom of the 10th inning and really a non-competitive loss for the Dodger ball club. And it was more than just the walk. Certainly that had a lot to do with the outcome, but also the Dodger bats. They left 14 men on base. That's tied for the second highest number of men left on. One for 17 with runners in scoring position, just three for 26 with runners on base, period. And uh, you and I were talking a little bit earlier, the fact the Dodgers uh, got their tying run on a pass ball by who? Alfaro, the catcher, before he had the walk-off walk. So the Dodgers, they need to try and get it back into uh, shape. And for the Dodgers, they'll have a little bit different lineup. Joey Gallo will be in left field tonight. Gavin Lux returns to the starting lineup. He's at second base. Chris Taylor, the designated hitter. Cody Bellinger will be in center field. And for um, Justin Turner, it is going to be a night off, but for very good reason, we understand. Yeah, Dave Roberts telling me just a little while ago that Justin might be off for the next couple of days. He has a sore left leg. He aggravated it in Arizona, took a foul ball off the uh, front left leg, and then uh, a couple of different slides, including one last night, has aggravated a bit. So it looks like they're going to give Justin Turner a couple of days off. Yeah, and really there's time to be able to do it, so Max Muncy would be at third base. The other part, too, is the Dodgers need to tighten the defense. So there was a couple of tough plays. One by Taylor in left field, made the uh, the leap. It went off of his glove, turned out to be a big double that opened up the floodgates in that particular inning. And then another ball that was slowly hit to third, not handled by Justin Turner. 
So tough play, no question about it. But for the Dodgers, overall, if we look at the last 10 days or so in particular, they have not played really as crisp of baseball as what they have done in order to win 106 ballgames. And uh, Julio Urias gets to go tonight against Joe Musgrove. Musgrove, in eight career starts, has not beaten the Dodgers. In fact, they have uh, taken him behind the woodshed the last couple of times he has started. And uh, Julio looking for win number 18 tonight as we count you down to the first pitch from San Diego. A little overcast here, but temperature is pleasant enough for game two. Padres and Dodgers coming up. We send it back to Tim Cates at Morongo. All right, thank you guys. Coming up here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We're going to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. David Vassay goes one-on-one with Eric Carroll. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. We're just getting started here on this Wednesday night. Dodgers and Padres from San Diego. We're live at Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Leading you up to first pitch. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of LA Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Padres on this Wednesday night. Tim Cates live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck continues. Julio Urias, Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 640. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Brought to you by Cars for Kids, your trusted charity for car donations. Also accepts donations of boats, RVs, and motorcycles, and real estate. Call them today at 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS or online at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a Okay, all right, Kirsten, the Dodgers still chasing win number 107. That would set that franchise record. Last night, they say, oh, they got so close. They got so close last night. And, look, that was a game where uh, Dave Roberts, I think he said it really well, Just they, they didn't play their best baseball. Uh, there were some really good positives that were in there. There were some good uh, quality at-bats. There was um, great pitching from Tyler Anderson uh, and even from uh, most of the guys in the bullpen. But, it ultimately, so the defense just wasn't where they wanted it to be. Some of the offense wasn't where they wanted it to be. So um, tonight, hopefully, they can kind of get things going and back in the right direction. And uh, I say that because this team really does want to break that franchise record. You know, for them, not only just winning a hundred games, that's a really big, de- uh, really big deal uh, in a season. So for them to do that, to then tie the franchise record, and so hopefully to now break it, um, something that they're really hoping to do. Some good news as far as the bullpen is concerned. Yancey Almonte is back. Yeah, he's back, and he's feeling really good. He uh, he had a PRP shot probably around like three to four weeks ago now. Um, he felt like that when he did in his rehab assignment that the stuff felt good. He, of course, he's a little bit, um, we all are, we're our, our own toughest critics. So there were a few things that he felt like had a little inconsistencies, but so that the pitching coaches all thought, the stuff is coming out really well, um, and he feels healthy, which is the most important. So he's excited about uh, this postseason and he's making sure he's using these last uh, now eight games, which is kind of crazy to think. Just um, using these games to make sure that he's ready to go when it comes to this postseason. Julio Diaz gets to start tonight. He's been arguably their best pitcher throughout this season. Looking for win number 18 for Julio. Yeah, it really is. Julio's had he's had a great season, and you know, whereas you know, earlier in the year he maybe didn't get as much run support to kind of help with that um, getting to more wins. But the fact that he had twenty last year, he's going for eighteen this year, uh, it's 
actually remarkable. And now he's in a situation in which he's been so consistent and so reliable uh, this regular season that when it comes to the postseason, the conversation is, you know, is he going to be that game one starter in the DS? Uh, you've got guys like, we know that Tyler Anderson's going to be in the rotation. We know that Clayton Kershaw is going to be in the rotation. And we definitely know that Julio Rodriguez is going to be in it. So it seems like he could be that, that one guy um, to set the tone for game one of the DS. We'll have to see in a Dave Roberts decides, but it sounds like the conversation is between um, Clayton as well as Julio. Well, the Dodgers are going to need him big time when October baseball starts, no doubt about that. Kirsten, appreciate it. We'll check in with you after the game. Still to come here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. We'll check in with David Vancey. We'll get you an injury report, and we'll hear from manager Dave Roberts when we return live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck, continues here on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres on this Wednesday night, game two of this three game set. Julio Urias, Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup. First pitch from San Diego is coming up at 640 as we are live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Coming up, we'll hear from Eric Carroll's. But first, the LA Dodgers injury report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Dustin May on the IL with the lower back tightness. Yancey Almonte activated. He'll be in the bullpen tonight and available for Dave Roberts. Phil Bickford, though, placed on the IL with right shoulder fatigue. Tony Gonsolin on the IL. He could be activated on Monday and get one final start before playoff baseball. Blake Trinan on the IL trying to work his way back as well. Let's hear more, though, from the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure... In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Uh, Dave, first just with Julio, um, obviously he's got the start today, but what's kind of the plan for what's next to him? Do you suspect there could be another start this regular season? And how do you see uh, just it shaping out with the rotation in the postseason for him and his role? Um, well, he'll he'll make tonight's start, um, and then he'll go on an extra day um, his next one. I think his last start will be that second to last day of the season. Um, and then, uh, you know, get him ready for the postseason. But he, he's throwing the baseball well. Feel good about where his innings are at. Um, have a, you know, stable of guys that are ready to go in the pen. So we'll kind of read and react. But I feel just a normal start for Julio. When you look at what this postseason, uh, you don't know what the matchup's going to be just yet, but how it could potentially shape out. Could you see him being the game one starter? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that we're in a situation where I don't think we can go wrong with either he or Clayton. Um, so we'll kind of see how the last couple starts go for these guys. But uh, I think it's fair to say that both those guys will be starting game one and game two. Are you going to try to get the rotation lined up in a particular order over the last week here? Uh, no, I, I think that where we're at um, with Clayton potentially pitching the last day, um, Julio pitching the second to last day, um, I don't think that we're beholden to anything. We could kind of move it around if we need, if we see fit. 
All right, there's Dave Roberts down in the dugout, brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plans. Ava PPO. Visit AlignmentHealthPlan.com today. When we continue here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck, live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa, we'll check in with David Vasse. Also, your chance to win Dodger tickets to the series against the Rockies this weekend. Be listening for the cue to call. Leading up to first pitch, Dodgers and Padres from San Diego. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Padres. We lead you up to first pitch from San Diego, live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck continues. Right now, caller 10, 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. You can win a pair of tickets to see the Dodgers and Rockies this weekend, the final homestand before postseason baseball, 866-987-2570. Caller 10 wins right now. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider, David Bassett. All right, David now joins us live from Petco Park. And Dave, the Dodgers getting some help from the bullpen with Yancey Almonte. Yeah, Yancey Almonte has been activated. Phil Bickford has been placed on the injured list with right shoulder fatigue. The last time we saw Yancey Almonte with the Dodgers was August 3rd in San Francisco. His elbow is barking, and it's been a longer road than what many anticipated, but Yancey has been very consistent as far as what he has told me along the way, that uh, his elbow isn't severely damaged. There is no structural damage. The Dodgers are just playing it safe. For this reason, they want him back for October. And here he is, back before the end of the regular season with enough time to get a feel for his pitches. And he did talk about what treatment he did undergo while he was on the injured list. I mean, it hasn't bothered me since I got the PRP shot, honestly. That's knock on wood. We're, we're in a good place right now. Do you feel like you're in an advantage, you and Canely, because you guys haven't pitched a lot this year, that you guys might be the freshest arms? going into the NLDS? I mean, you can look at it two ways, one being the freshest arm or two being like you haven't seen this guy throw in a while, so you always want to make sure you're out there and just prepared and healthy and just go out there and do your job. Do you feel like you got the feel for your pitches when you were pitching at Oklahoma City, or do you still need more? I mean, I feel like I had my sinker there. My slider was a little bit inconsistent personally, but I was told by the pitching coaches that it looked good. But, you know, me being myself, I want to make sure it's the best it can be because I feel like I rely on that pitch a lot. So Yancy Almonte has eight more games to uh, have an opportunity to get a better feel for his pitches starting tonight here in San Diego. And look, it, he was a really good relief pitcher for the Dodgers all season long. So to get him back at this point in time is a huge boost for a pitching staff that is struggling to fill out maybe the last three spots of their pitching roster for October because of injuries and ineffectiveness by some pitchers. David, the Dodgers could see the Padres in the postseason. If that's the case, they'll run into Blake Snell again, who last night was really good over five innings. He was really good the last two innings. The first three innings, he ran up eight full counts. The Dodgers really made him work. He was telling me earlier today that he just didn't have good fastball command in the first three innings of last night's game, but was satisfied going five with 96 pitches and not allowing a run. So he was satisfied even without his best stuff. 
to be able to give the Padres five innings. And look, the Padres, Blake Snell, they are all very confident that they'll be able to get through the Atlanta Braves or the New York Mets and be able to see the Dodgers in the NLDS, which would be a repeat of what we saw in the bubble year in Texas when the Dodgers beat the Padres to move on to the NLCS. Dave is brought to you by Ford. Truck Month is here. Get behind the wheel of a Ford F-150 truck and get after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. Dave, last night, Tyler Anderson, did I spy him using Pitchcom? Yeah, you remember, Tim, me telling you during the summer, actually, when the Dodgers were in Milwaukee, before I went down that slide, uh, <laughs> he had told me that he was not going to use Pitchcom, and he actually was the last Dodger to use that technology to get the signs from the catcher. Last night, it was Austin Barnes. So last night was the first time Tyler Anderson used Pitchcom, and wouldn't you know it, his speaker in his hat went out. It was not working. Mm. And he had to switch with Max Muncy, who was playing second base last night. And he went back to the pitch com, even though his speaker was not working. And I asked him whether or not if he plans on continuing to use that technology. And he said, yes, I'll give it another try. But if you remember, Tim, I told you in Milwaukee, one of the reasons why he was hesitant to use the pitch com device was because he told me technology fails and a catcher's fingers never fail. Well, technology failed him last night, but he'll give it another shot. All right, Dave, great stuff. Looking forward to your conversation with Eric Carroll's coming up in 15 minutes. We'll talk to you in just a few, Dave. All right, I need three contestants because it's time for the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. 866-987-2570. You predict the player in the inning. The Wicked Good Play will happen, and if you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. It's the Dodgers and Padres live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck continues here on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Leading up to Dodgers and Padres on this Wednesday night, Tim Cates live at Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck continues. Julio Elias and Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup. First pitch from San Diego is coming up at 640. This is the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. All right, our three contestants are ready to go. Brian, you are first up. Brian, what is your guess? I'm going to go with Trey Turner in the sixth. Trey Turner in the sixth inning. All right, good luck to you, Brian. David, you are next. David, what is your guest? I'm going to Freddie Freeman in the fourth. Freddie Freeman in the fourth inning. All right, good luck to you, David. Michael, you're our third contestant tonight. Michael, what's your guess? I'll take Justin Turner in the seventh. Justin Turner in the seventh inning. All right, good luck to Michael, David, and Brian, our three contestants tonight in the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. A world of fear awaits at Six Flags Magic Mountains Fright Fest. Select nights through Halloween with 14 terrifying haunted houses and dare to enter scare zones. Visit SixFlags.com for spooky deals on tickets and passes. All right, we're less than two weeks before the push for the playoffs. The Dodgers Road to Blue October. 
The Dodgers' best record in baseball. They are the number one seed in the National League playoffs. The New York Mets and Atlanta Braves are actually tied atop the NL East. Both teams in action right now. Both teams trailing in their respective games as we speak. The St. Louis Cardinals have clinched the NL Central. They're the number three seed in the National League. As for the three wild card spots in the National League, it's either the Braves or the Mets for the top wild card spot. Padres have opened up a lead for the number two wild card spot and right now the Phillies have a game and a half lead over the Brewers for the third wild card spot remember the top two teams received buys in the wild card round so right now they'd be the Dodgers and the Mets or Braves the Dodgers are driving towards a blue October just like Californians are driving to beat COVID-19 let's continue to stay healthy and strong get boosted visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you when we continue here on morongo casino dodgers on deck live from morongo casino resort and spa we'll check in with rick monday for leading you up to first pitch dodgers and padres i'm tim cates this is los angeles dodgers audio network this is morongo casino dodgers on deck. dodgers on deck y'all on the official home of la dodgers baseball it's the Dodgers and Padres on this Wednesday night. Game two of this three-game set. Tim Cates live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. So we lead you up to first pitch. Julio Orias and Joe Musgrove. The pitching matchup. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's. Home of the original pizza, chicken, and mojos. The triple play of flavor on game night. Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come, we'll get you the keys to the game. We'll check in with Eric Karros. But first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Well, it's another great day here with Rick Monday at Petco Park. I got Rick fired up. He did not like my answer to what I had for lunch. No, it was a simple thing. You said that you went for lunch today, and you went to Little Italy. And I said, what did you have? And your answer was? Too much. Too much. I said, how much was that listed for? Nine ninety five. Well, I, I had to walk it off, Rick. So here I am and ready for game two of this three-game series. So the, what did you have for lunch? Little, uh, ravioli. A little, a little ravioli. A little too much ravioli. A little too much ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just wanted to check and see. Well, the Dodgers uh, had a little too many runners left on base No, last they had night. a lot too many runners left on base. <laughs> they had 14 runners left on base. They were 1 for 17 with runners in scoring position. I heard a coach many, many years ago explain kind of the results of what we saw last night. Last night was a non-competitive loss. And I'll repeat that. A non-competitive loss. The reason? If you're going to walk back-to-back guys and you're in a tie game and you're in the bottom of the 10th inning and you have one intentional walk and then you walk each the last two and you walk in the winning run, that's a non-competitive loss. I don't care how you want to sugarcoat it. That's exactly what it was. And that is at this particular point in the season brings up a big, big question, a bigger question uh, for Dave Roberts. Is that he already said a few days ago that uh, Kimball was not going to be the closer. Well, that was a position he was kind of uh, put in last night as far as coming in in that 10th inning. And uh, which direction do they go now? Because Dave Roberts, you could tell he was uh, not very well pleased last night post game. Rick, we always uh, talk about how difficult it is to play at the major league level, but is it really that difficult to throw a strike in that situation? Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Uh, it, it, it appears to be very easy. It appears to be very easy. This game, and I'm the first one to say it, after having played 19 years, when you're sitting here and we're in the in the broadcast booth, 
This game looks easy to play. It's not. It is not easy from a physical standpoint. The competitive juices, it's not easy to play from a mental standpoint. But uh, last night, uh, there were a couple of plays that were not made defensively. That has been an issue. Now, if we look at the last 10 to 12 games the Dodgers have played, uh, not making plays has been rearing its ugly head occasionally, much more so than it has. And if you look at this Dodger ball club, I mean, they've had a fabulous season, absolutely fabulous. They have dotted the I's. They have crossed the T's day in, day out. 106 victories, no question about that. But last night, you start to look and say, hey, wait a minute, guys. Uh, that was not the way to lose a ball game. It kind of felt like the first game of the Cardinals series, and the Dodgers exactly. bounced back with the last two wins of that series. Yeah, but uh, again, one for 17 with runners in scoring position. That just doesn't uh, really get it done at all. And uh, one of the problems for this Dodger ball club, too, has been once they go to extra innings, they are uh, they're swinging a lot of pitches out of the strike zone, taking a lot of pitches, and at one for 17 with 14 runners left on base. That is a, that's a painful way to lose it, especially with back-to-back walks and a walk-off victory. Today's Dodger game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. We saw Cody Bellinger default to a different type of approach at the end of last season. Do you feel like he may go back to what we saw last October, or is he going to stick with what we're seeing? Uh, I, I don't know. I think the last three or four games we've seen a better swing, better approach from, from uh, Bellinger. I, I thought that Cody last night was frustrated, frustrated with a couple of different calls, and it's, it's easy to say, hey, look, uh, you blank that out and you go to the next pitch and the next pitch. But it's difficult to do that in the game. And it, it may have gotten the best of him um, in last night's ball game. But, but I really feel, looking at Bellinger, the swings that he has had, not consistently, but the swings he's had off and on over the last oh, 10 to 12 games have been much better than what we have seen so far this year. Well, that's encouraging. Thanks, Rick. That's a good way to end this part of the show. And we'll check in with you and Tim Nevert a little bit later. Yeah. So on the menu tomorrow, don't, look, don't order the too much. <laughs> okay, will do. Tim, we'll send it back to you. At Morongo. Right, yeah, at Morongo. Thank you, David. Thank you, Rick. Live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. So we lead you up to first pitch from San Diego. One side note in baseball, congratulations to Aaron Judge, who ties the American League record for home runs in a regular season with Roger Maris now with his 61st home run here in 2022. Congratulations to him. He just did that in Toronto against the Blue Jays. Still to come here on Morocco Casino Dodgers on deck. We'll get you a preview of tonight's pitching matchup. Rick will be back with Tim and have the keys to the game. But up next, we go high and tight with Eric Karros. It's the Dodgers and Padres. First pitch from San Diego is coming up at 640. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party of Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800 962 cars and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. 
Tim Cates live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck continues as we lead you up to Dodgers and Padres on this Wednesday night. Julio Urias and Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup. Opening weekend for the autumn racing meet at San Anita Park. Kicks off Friday. Watch the top horses punch their ticket for the 2022 Breeders' Cup with new events and experiences at the great race place. Tickets at SantaAnita.com slash events. Still to come, Rick and Tim will get you the keys to the game. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup tonight. But first, David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is High and Tight. We are with San Diego's favorite son, even though he's known as a Dodger, the all-time L.A. Dodger home run king. His roots are here in San Diego, and he's on Sportsnet L.A. tonight. That is the great Eric Karros. Thanks a lot for the time. Absolutely. What an introduction. Love you, Vass. Yeah, man. <laughs> Come on. Hey, San Diego, is this where you fell in love with baseball at Jack Murphy Stadium? So it's funny. I, my uh, my grandmother was a member of the Madres, and that was a... Uh, uh, a woman's group that were fans of the Padres. So she'd have uh, mini season tickets, and my brother and I, my parents, would uh, go to probably five to ten games a year. And this is where I would come. You know, we never missed a Dodger series or a Cincinnati Red series, and this was back in the 70s. So uh, this was really my first introduction to baseball, San Diego, and watching the Padres. Maybe you could help us understand better the love affair between the city of San Diego and Tony Gwynn, great player, Hall of Fame player, Hall of Fame person. Well, I, I think more than anything, he was you know, obviously a superstar, a Hall of Famer, but he was one of the few players, maybe the only player that he didn't leave San Diego. You know, there were a lot of guys that had success. You, know, you can go back to the Dave Winfield days. And, um, but guys would play here, and then they would move on. And, and Tony, you know, he, he played basketball at San Diego State, a member of the Aztecs. So he, he had already become a bit ingrained in the community. And then, you know, hometown guy, and I understand from Long Beach, but he was really a, an adopted son of San Diego. And he took on this uh, community and city uh, like it was his own. And the city returned that, that same love. How much did young Eric Karros enjoy watching Tony Gwynn play? So I, I got a chance to see him really when he first came up. I was in high school and uh, ironically one of my best friends uh, on the team that I was played with in high school, his dad was the general manager of the Padres, Trader Jack, Jack yeah. McKeon. And so we'd come to the games and sit in the box and everything wow. and, you know, watching, uh, you know, Tony again, he's just breaking in and then in 84 the, they went to the World Series and so like I said, I, I had a lot of Padre roots growing yeah. up. And they seem to still have the inferiority complex that they always had towards the Dodgers. It feels like this Padre team gets super emotional whenever they play the Dodgers. And I think it, it, that's always been the, the way things have been. I, I remember going to games, you know, when I was little, and, you know, the Dodgers were coming down and the Padres would get all geared up. That was their, the, the World Series for them was playing the Dodgers. And in, in the, the mid-'70s, you know, the Padres weren't that good. Uh, but whenever the Dodgers had come down, it seemed like they'd play them like I said, like it was the final game of the season. So um, that's something that has always gone on down here is the big brother to the north, L.A., and the Dodgers. It's, it's trying, to, trying to catch them. 
maybe the last time the Padres were relevant was in the 90s when you were playing for the Dodgers, and they were a very good team. You guys would go down to the final days of the regular season. What was it like when the Padres were competitive? So those years were were good. It was ironic in uh, the year we won the division, we clinched here in San Diego. Um, I believe that was 95. And then uh, 96, we ended up losing the division uh, the final three days of the season. And I'll always, you know, I'll throw that caveat in there. We knew we were in the playoffs before those three games. And, uh, you know, we even messed around with our pitching because we were getting ready for Atlanta and it didn't really matter for those three games. And um, I will also say that was the only, uh, I think, only team that went through the postseason that did not celebrate or have a post, uh, you know, uh, champagne celebration because we were going to we were going to do it after we won one game against the Padres and never happened. So um, but those were good times and very competitive Padres had some excellent players back then. Kevin Brown, who later would pitch for us with the Dodgers, and Ken Caminiti won an MVP, but always very spirited games. Eric Karros is our guest in front of first pitch of Game 2 of this three-game series between the Dodgers and Padres. All right, Eric, these are your final couple of games broadcasting Dodger baseball. When you look at this season, is it going to be considered one of the all-time greats? Well, the reality is that the season itself – is one of the best seasons in, in Major League Baseball that, that a club could have. You know, what happens in the postseason, you know, that's obviously going to put a stamp on, on, you know, the regular season and was this a great year or not. Um, postseason is just such a, a roll of the dice. It's it's not the best team. It's whoever gets hot. And, you know, there can be a break here, a break there that, that changes everything. And when you win, you know, you look at every team that, that wins a championship or wins a World Series, there's, there's a moment that that – team caught a break or their ball bounced their way or there was a something they had some good fortune and uh you know look at the dodgers are as well equipped as, as any ball club yes they've, they've faced some hurdles they've got some injuries but so do other clubs uh, but i would take this club uh, any day of the week uh, to win the world series this year eric it's always been great to watch you nationally but it just feels right that you are broadcasting dodger games again this season so it's been a great ride it's been honestly surreal for me to be traveling and sitting behind you on planes and bus rides it's been really a great season absolutely and uh let's win the uh, last game of the postseason right yeah let's do that okay i'll see you at the parade (laughs) thanks Dave. all right there he goes 1992 national league rookie of the year and obviously the legacy of being the all-time la dodger home run king eric karos we'll send it back to you tim all right, thank you, David. Thank you, EK. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro. Celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles, our bus operators. Remember to thank your driver. Leading you up to first pitch here on Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Dodgers and Padres having good times tonight. We'll get you deeper into this pitchy matchup when we come back. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Padres leading up to first pitch from Petco Park at 640. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. 
Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. New vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Julio Odias on the mound, 26-year-old left-hander, making his 30th start this year. He's 17-7 and with a 225 ERA. He's 11-1 in his last 14 starts. He has gone five-plus innings in 27 of his 29 starts. Last time out, five and a third innings, one run, three hits, five strikeouts. In a no decision against the Diamondbacks in his career, he's 6-1 and one with a 243 ERA against the Padres. Joe Musgrove goes for San Diego, 29-year-old right-hander, seventh big league season, second with the Padres, making his 29th start. He is 10-7 and seven with a 312 ERA. Tonight's his third start against the Dodgers this season. He's been tagged with a loss in both of his starts. And at 5'11 ERA, he's still in search of his first ever win against the Dodgers. Four quality outings and eight starts against them coming into tonight. Joe Musgrove, Julio Urias, Dodgers and Padres, live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck, continues here on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Tim Cates live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Good times here all night long as we lead you up to first pitch from Petco Park down in San Diego. Dodgers and Padres. Game two of this three-game set. Julio Urias and Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup. Dodger fans, where you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at CHLA. Dot org. All right, before first pitch, let's get a final check-in from the booth with Rick and Tim. Guys? Thank you, Tim. Hope you're enjoying yourself at uh, Morongo today. The Dodgers hope to enjoy themselves tonight, pick up a franchise record 107th victory. This is game number 155. And after tonight, seven to play in the regular season. Magic number still four for home field throughout. Julio Urias has done well against the Padres. He's done well this year. He'll make his 30th start. And the key tonight is Julio to see what he can do, probably over his six innings or so, and get not only himself but the Dodgers back in the win column and even up this series. Yeah, the left hand has been really good. I mean, since the All-Star break, he's gone 9-1. and one. And in that, uh, that span, his ERA is just 1.34. He has been right on the money. Of course, he's allowed just a 196 batting average against. You keep opposing clubs with a low the uh, below that uh, Mendoza line as far as the average. You're doing a pretty good job, and he's also done a very good job on the road where he's 11-4, and four, the ERA barely above two. And since the start of the 2021 season, the Dodgers have won 46 of Julio's 61 starts. And his 37 wins are nine more than any other pitcher in that span. Garrett Cole and Adam Wainwright have 28 apiece, so you can see how far uh, he has distanced himself from some very good pitchers in baseball. Dodgers have to figure out Joe Musgrove. They've been able to do it so far. Two starts, he's 0-2. He's given up a lot of runs. However, if we look at the last two starts that Musgrove has made overall, he's allowed just one run on nine hits. That's 11 innings of work, and he struck out 12. The one thing for Musgrove, a lot of different pitches. The fastball along with the cutter, the slider can be devastating. Don't chase it out of the strike zone. Curveball, and occasionally the changeup. So the Dodgers and Padres getting ready for game two. Dodgers looking to even up this series at a game apiece. Tim? 
All right, thank you guys. First pitch is coming up from Petco Park in San Diego. Thanks to everybody out here at Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. A great time had out here all afternoon. David Vassay will have you covered with all the postgame festivities when this one is over. Dodgers, Padres, Joe Musgrove, Julio Odias, the pitching matchup. First pitch is next. I'm Tim Cates. This has been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.